You're listening to A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave Shank of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Join us as Pastor Dave teaches verse by verse through God's Word. that you are a child of the King? Do you realize that you belong to God? That He is a good, good Father to you and wants nothing but your best interest and has nothing but your best interest at heart? And He wants to see you succeed? He wants to see you have glory and glorify Him and everything? We need to realize who we are. We need to realize just who we are. Today, Pastor Dave will remind you of your identity in Christ. When you repent and confess your sins, God says that He casts your sins as far as the east is from the west. He remembers them no more. You are no longer called sinner, but son or daughter of the Most High King. Pastor Dave will also remind you that God is a good Father who wants what is best for you. Now here's Pastor Dave in the book of Judges chapter 18 as he begins his message, A Time of Spiritual Confusion. You are Chapter 18 of the book of Judges. Book of Judges, chapter 18. Last week we met a man named Micah. Not Micah the prophet, but Micah a little bit on the seedy side. Mr. Micah. But we met him and we talked about him. And that's why I titled this The Time of Spiritual Confusion. It is a time of great spiritual confusion in Israel. Remember, at least once, once a week, once a Wednesday and once a fr- uh, Sunday. I hit that, Frank. I think I'm, go- I'm going to go to the lapel. It's a great time of spiritual confusion. Remember we said last week that although this is at the end of the book, it really is like a preface to the book or an appendix. It basically takes place before all of the judges. But we're going to look at this. See, the problem is, or was, or has been, and maybe it's not the hope, it's not the problem in your life, God should have been Israel's king. They should have recognized from the get-go, from the first time they met him at Mount Sinai, from the first time he descended in the cloud, they should have known that he was their God. He called them out of Israel to be their God, and they would be his people. He wanted to rule them. It was going to be a theocracy. A theocracy ruled by God. If his word should have been what governed their society. But as we saw in verse 6 of chapter 17, in those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in their own eyes. We read that again today in the first sentence of chapter 18 in verse 1. In those days, there was no king of Israel. If the people of Israel had forsaken their idols, if the elders had consulted God's law and then read it to the people, like Nehemiah had Ezra do it, if the people would have obeyed God's law for his glory, they would have been forever abundantly blessed. 
But the society of Israel was full of competition and it was full of confusion about who they were. They didn't recognize their own selves. They didn't recognize who they were. We don't have a king. We don't have a king. We're nobody. Well, they were God's people. God had chosen them. In all God's sovereignty, he had chosen to make a nation out of Israel. They didn't realize who they were. You know, this speaks volumes to me. It really speaks volumes to me. And I get a lot of things out of the strangest verses. But this speaks volumes to me. Do you realize that you are a child of the king? Do you realize that you belong to God? That he is a good, good father to you and wants nothing but your best interest and has nothing but your best interest at heart? And he wants to see you succeed. He wants to see you have glory and glorify him and everything. We need to realize who we are. We need to realize just who we are. And we can go a lot further with that. But we don't have time today to realize who we are. And I, I guarantee that if you go into the scriptures, go into Ephesians and look through there and realize not only who you are, but what your position is right now. Well, right now, Dave, I'm sitting here with you in Calvary Chapel, Cape May. Really? Not according to Ephesians. According to Ephesians, it says we're seated with him in heavenly places. So we need to realize our position in Christ. Israel didn't realize that. Israel didn't realize who they were. Enter the tribe of Dan. As you might know, Dan is Jacob's fifth son. He was the first son of Rachel's handmaid, Billa. And you can read all about that in um, Genesis 30. In fact, his name means what? Judge. His name means judge. In fact, that's what Billa called him. In verse 6 it says, God has judged my cause, and he has also heard my voice and given me a son. Therefore, she called his name Dan. All right, another Bible quiz. Who was the most famous Danite? Samson. We just read about him. Samson was the most famous Danite. Okay, so this portion of land that was given to the tribe of Dan as an inheritance was in the south near the land given to the tribes of Benjamin and Judah. It was choice land. We read in Joshua 20, we'll turn there in a minute, in verse 40 and 48, it talks about what they were given. And in chapter 1 of Judges, though, we read that Dan failed to conquer their land. Dan failed to go in and force the Amorites away. He failed to go in and wipe out all those who dwelt in Canaan out, as the Lord had commanded. Thus the Amorites forced them to into a mountainous dwelling place. When the people of God are pushed around by our enemies, there's only one reason. Because we're not walking in the strength of the Lord. When you get bounced around by our enemy, the Satan, it's because we're not walking in God's strength. It's not because we're not, we're not walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. So like other tribes, instead of doing what God had called them to do and drive out their enemies, they decided to use 
the enemies for what they thought would best be for them. They put them under tribute. In other words, the Danites, I like that word, Danites, were not happy with their inheritance. They were not happy with what God had given them. They wanted more. I hope that doesn't describe you. I hope that does not describe you, someone that has an inheritance from God. Read Ephesians 1, (laughs) all you have in Christ. I hope you are satisfied with what you have. But the Danites wanted the more, and they also wanted an easy fix. It's interesting that it says the inheritance had not fallen to them. Well, it didn't fall to them because they didn't go out and get it. They didn't go and fight for it like they were supposed to. When we do not take what God has blessed us, it's no one's fault but our own. We have no one to blame. Read Ephesians 1, 3. All spiritual blessings have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Do you read that? Do you accept that? Do you claim that as yours? All spiritual blessings. Dan didn't. They didn't claim what was rightfully theirs. There were Philistines on the west, Amorites on the east, Judah was in the south. So Dan says, I'm not happy here. I'm not happy here. Let's, let's take a trip. We're going to look for some better land. So they decide to go north. They were looking for a better and easier place to live. They had failed to defeat their enemies, and then now they were suffering for hardships in it. Brothers and sisters, my friends, so many of us look for the easy way out. It's not really working here at this job. I think I'll try to get another one. It's not really working here at this relationship. I'm going to get another one. We, we try to look for the easy way out. We don't wait for God's blessing. We grow tired of our surroundings, our jobs, our circumstances, our financial institutions. And we think if we would just change neighborhoods... Change jobs. Change spouses. If we would just do these things, everything would be better. Grass is always greener on the other side. Everything would be better. We fail to realize that as we progress through this life, the things we don't clean up in our lives go with us. They call it baggage. And some of us have a whole steamer trunk full that we're dragging around with us every day. It's called baggage. The stuff that Christ died for. The stuff Christ's stuff paid for on the cross. But Danites make a huge mistake. They look over the rainbow and they see the pot of gold and they run into all sorts of problems. And these problems not only affect them physically, but they affect them spiritually and then they affect the entire nation. It's like a trickle-down effect. It affects the entire nation, Israel. I mean, Dan is already a weakened tribe. They're already a weakened tribe by the things I just told you. They fail to drive out the enemy, but then they become stuck in idolatry. And they're even weakened further. And as I said, eventually the effects of their idolatry goes into the entire nation. And they become a nation of idolaters if they would have just stuck it out. If they would have just followed the Lord's command, if they would have followed him, trusted in him, served him, they would have become the people that God wanted them to be. 
when we're going through a circumstance, if we would just stick it out a little longer, just a little longer. Sometimes we quit right before the breakthrough. We quit right before the blessing. If they would have fought the good fight and remembered God's word and allowed God to lead them and God to guide them, they would have been blessed beyond measure. But they determined in their heart to get out. And so they moved north and they jumped from the frying pan into the fire. (laughs) They moved north. So they send out spies. Let's read verse 1. We didn't get a chance to read it. In those days, there was no king in Israel. And in those days, the tribe of the Danites was seeking an inheritance for itself to dwell in. For until that day, their inheritance among the tribes of Israel had not fallen to them. Verse 2. So the children of Dan sent five men of their family from their territory, men of valor from Zorah and Eshkadol, to spy out the land and search it. And they said to them, Go, search the land. So they went into the mountains of Ephraim to the house of Micah and lodged there. Micah, our buddy. They go into the house of Micah. They come to his house. You remember Micah? The man who wanted religion, riches, and respectability. The man who played by his own rules. The man who did right in his own eyes. He probably rationalized that everybody else was doing it, so why shouldn't I too? But there was no king in Israel. Micah, a thief, a liar, an idolater. And although he did confess to stealing his mother's money, he continued to rebel against the Lord in word and in deed. So these men get sent out. And as they go out, they come to this house of Micah's in Ephraim. And they hear a familiar voice. Look at verses 3 and 4. While they were at the house of Micah, they recognized the voice of the young Levite. They turned aside and said to him, Who brought you here? What are you doing in this place? What do you have here? And he, the Levite, said to them, Thus and so Micah did for me. He has hired me, and I have become his priest. (laughs) Interesting thing here. We know his name is Jonathan the Levite. He tells them the truth. He was hired to do a job. He was hired. I don't like to use the big words, but... He is the quintessential hireling. He is the quintessential hiring. In fact, if you look up hiring in the dictionary, his picture probably is there. He'll do anything for money. He does all these things for money. And he's always looking to make him better himself. His interest was only how much money he could make and how good of a living he could have. So, the men see this, and look what they do in verses 5 and 6. They look for spiritual counsel. And I need to put quotations around spiritual counsel. Five. So they said to him, Please inquire of God that we may know whether the journey on which we will go will prosper us. And the priest said to them, Go in peace. The presence of the Lord will be with you on your way. (laughs) They really wanted godly counsel. Why didn't they go to the high priest? Why didn't they go to the high priest for counsel? They were already rejecting God's counsel and plans for their lives by refusing to remain in the land that God had given them. It's highly unlikely that God would tell them anything. It's highly unlikely that their prayers would even be answered. One commentator, I think it was Guzik, said this. This shows what a spiritually confused time it was in Israel. Danites on a sinful mission met a sinful Levite and wanted to know from a righteous God if their mission would be successful. 
Then the sinful Levite sent sinning men on their way with God's blessing. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Only Goosey can say it that way. I read this. I said, this is so familiar. How many of us, when we want counsel, shop around? Well, I'm going to ask Jim. I don't like what Jim has to say to me, so I better ask James. James, I don't like what you have to say. I'm going to ask Bonnie. Ah, no, I'm going to go to Kathy. I'm not going to ask Kathy. I'm going to ask Crystal. I'll ask Sue. We go around and we look and we ask all these people for counsel until what? We get the counsel these itching ears want to hear. When somebody says, you got to follow the Lord. We go to somebody else to look for counsel. We don't seek godly counsel. We don't seek God. We don't get on our hands and knees and pray, God, what's going on? What do you want me to do? You know, the same Holy Spirit that dwells in me dwells in you. You have a guide. You have someone that will take you into all truth. You have someone who will lead you on the path of righteousness. You have someone who will lift you up in your time of need and be with you and show you Jesus. But no, we want what the itching ears want. I want to hear what I want to hear. I want someone to side with me. Don't you tell me I'm bad. Don't you tell me I'm in trouble. Don't you tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm okay. I like you. You told me I'm pretty good. I like that. I'll go with you. I don't know. Scary. Scary. And we wonder why God doesn't hear us sometimes. We wonder why. So the men go on their way. Let's, look, let's read 7 through 10. So the five men departed and went to Laish. They saw the people who were there, how they dwelt safely in the manner of the Sidonians, quiet and secure. There were no rulers in the land who might put them to shame for anything. They were far from the Sidonians, and they had no ties with anyone. Then the spies came back to their brethren at Zorah and Eskerol. Eskerol. <laughs> And their brethren said to them, What is your report? So they said, Arise, let us go up against them, for we have seen the land, and indeed it is very good. Would you do nothing? Do not hesitate to go and enter to possess the land. When you go, you will come to a secure people and a large land, for God has given it into our hands a place where there was no lack of anything that is on the earth. The northernmost part of the land, they went up there seeking this land. They were looking for it. They were looking for the easy way. The land looked good. It wasn't occupied too much. Besides, they had the Levite blessing. They thought God was with them. Come on, let's go up here. Now, who am I to say God wasn't with them? He could very well have been. God works in mysterious ways. God does all sorts of things that we don't think are right. And he uses our failures for good. We know that. We've seen that. We saw that in Samson. But they're looking for the easy route, and they thought they had found one. And in verses 11 through 13, they assemble men for war. And 600 men of the family of the Danites went from there, from Zorah and Eshkaol, armed with weapons of war. They went up and encamped in kirjath Jerem in Judah. Therefore, they call that place Mahana Dan to this day. There it is, west of kirjath Jerem. And they passed from there to the mountains of Ephraim and came to the house of Micah. So they're on their way up. They're on their way up. You know what strikes me strange here? These guys couldn't drive out the enemy 
with God's help. They couldn't drive them out or wouldn't. And now all of a sudden, they get an army of 600 guys. Where'd they come from? They wouldn't drive out the ones when, when God was with them. Every place Joshua put his foot, I've given to you. Go, have I not given to you? They couldn't drive them out then, but now they go up, they see a weak bunch of people, and they go, we can get these guys. And they get 600 guys. I don't know. That's the way I think. And God wasn't even helping them that we know of. This just shows me how easily we can be led astray. How easily we can think we are following God, but be on the wrong path. This happened to us when we fail to seek God truly with our whole hearts. Does anybody, can anybody quote for me Proverbs 14.12 and Proverbs 16.25? They both say the same thing. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the way leads to death. When we're walking in our own stead, when we're walking in our own strength, when we're walking under our own power, when we're doing our own thing, it leads to death. When we're not following the path that was laid out for us by Jesus Christ through his death, we're going to experience death in our spiritual life. We'll be spiritually dead. This is what's happening here. These guys are going their own ways. We know the way. We're going to get up there. Yeah. They ended up at the house of Micah. What a coincidence. Let's read verses 13 through 26. We'll read through the rest of this part. And they passed from there to the mountains of Ephraim and came to the house of Micah. Then the five men who had gone to spy out the country of Laish answered and said to their brethren, Do you know that there are, the, there are in these houses ephod, household idols, a carved image, and a molded image? Now therefore, consider what you should do. So they turned aside there and came to the house of the young Levite man, to the house of Micah, and greeted him. The 600 armed men with their weapons of war, who were of the children of Dan, stood by the entrance of the gate. And the five men who had gone to spy out the land went up. Entering there, they took the carved image, the ephod, the household idols, and the molded image. The priest stood at the entrance of the gate with the 600 men who were armed with weapons of war. Wait a minute, that's kind of unfair. Can you imagine a knock on the door? He opens the door and there's 600 guys standing out here with all these swords and clubs and stuff like that. Hey, we're coming to your house. Okay. Come on in. When, they, when these went into Micah's house, they took the carved image, the ephod, the household idols, and the molded image. And the priest said to him, what are you doing? <clears throat> Here you go. 19. And they said to him, be quiet. Put your hand over your mouth and come with us. Be a father and a priest to us. It is better for you to be a priest to a household of one man or you be a priest to a tribe in the family of Israel. So the priest's heart was glad. And he took the ephod, the household idols, and the carved image, and took his place among the people. Then they turned and departed, and put the little ones and the livestock and the goods in front of them. When they were a good way from the house of Micah, the men who were in the houses near Micah's house gathered together and overtook the children of Dan. You are When God raised up judges to bring the people of Israel back to himself, he did it in unusual ways. He chose a variety of men and women, strong and timid alike. These judges were given tasks to show God's power to the Israelites and the enemy, and God accomplished his goals in an unexpected fashion each time. God can and does use creative ways to reveal who he is, proving that he's the only one who could have made it happen. 
As you follow God and learn to rely on Him, He will reveal Himself to you as well. It may not be in the ways you'd normally expect, but you can be sure it will be in the way God knows best. Are you praying for God to move in your life? We'd be happy to come alongside you and support you with prayer as well. Give us a call at 609-884-5821. Again, that number is 609-884-5821. We are pleased we're able to bring you teachings from God's Word on each new edition of Assure Hope. If you'd like to hear more from this series in the book of Judges, visit assurehoperadio.com. There are several teachings on various books of the Bible available online for download, and we encourage you to share them with friends and family. That's all we have time for. Thanks for tuning in to our message today. May God bless you as you continue to study His Word. Pastor Dave will continue to walk verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Judges when you join us next time, right here on Assure Hope.